Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I am your host, Cody McBroom, the CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world-renowned online coaching company. This podcast is built to help you create a life by design. That's what the Tailored Life is. It's choosing to blaze your own path, make your own decisions, and create a life you desire. So in this podcast, you're going to learn ways to optimize your body, optimize your mind, optimize your relationships and optimize your business and career. This is the podcast for personal development junkies and people who can't stop growing because they strive for more. We are also going to bring on experts in every single field to teach you their own expertise. So you're not only learning from me four days a week, but I'm bringing other professionals in to teach you their principles too. So if you love personal development and you constantly want to strive for more in life, this is the podcast for you. Make sure you hit subscribe, send this to a friend that needs it, and keep listening to improve your life all around. And without any further ado, let's get into the Tailored Life Podcast. Dude, all right, guys. Another Q&A. I got a question for you. Dude, right I thought that. about something that we haven't announced on the podcast, but go ahead. What? Go ahead. No, you go first. Dude, uh, we haven't told anybody that I asked you to be my best man. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that at all. Yeah. You know what's funny about that is... Can we talk uh, about that evening real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Don't forget your thought, though. I won't. Okay. Um, Shannon kept talking to me about how I would be, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't think so. What? Well, dude, you you have more friends than anybody I have ever met in my entire life. Best best man friends? I don't know. That's the thing. It's hard to gauge because I know our group... Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, man, you got an entirely different group with Drew, entirely different different group with Alex, unless those are the same group. Yeah. And then Luke. Yeah. You know, and then, and I mean, you had Puyallup friends back in the day. Yeah. You still have uh, Central yeah. friends. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, I don't know, dude. And then I, but I, I told you originally, I was like, what do you have like 16 best groomsmen? <laughs> You're like, no, I narrowed it down. But um, I could add seven, but I have six. That's not bad. I no. I narrowed mine down to seven. Yeah. Mine was somewhat easy until like the guys that I was in the same class as yeah because I couldn't neglect anybody yeah because if I they're all like equally you know tight yeah but the rest were no-brainers but that night was dope yeah so um the way I did it is I am a shoe addict so um pretty much every time I get somebody a gift it's the shoes but So anyway, I put these shoe boxes together and I was trying to make it seem like I got them Christmas gifts as shoes. And when they opened it, it there was a like a card in there that said, "Will you be my groomsman?" and a little gift. I got everybody a a book that was tailored to them mm-hmm. and a magazine that was kind of the same topic or that I thought they would like. Yeah. So anyway, so I invited um so I have four groomsmen, which are in our high school friends circle, I should say, and then two other groomsmen that are par- uh, a part of a different friends group that I have. And I asked them separately than I asked you for. But anyway, so I asked these the guys that are in our high school groups of friends to come over to my house, which is somewhat normal. Go over to my house, hang out, party. Yeah, <laughs> have some beers. Yeah, and uh, I have a garage. We can play games and darts and beer pong and all this other stuff. And so anyway, they came over and we were playing games and stuff. So, and I was like, Hey guys, I have a uh, Christmas gift for you because that was unexpected. And they were like, Oh, okay. Which I, it was completely obvious that 
what I was going to do because this certain group of friends. Dude, I don't know if I was just kind of Dude, drunk at that point, but I was just like, oh, cool, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> completely oblivious. If you would have invited. Thomas and Dustin actually said the same thing. They were like, we had no idea. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. What? Now that I look Alex at it, Luke it's kind of like. told me they definitely knew. Duh. Yeah. But if you would have invited Alex and Luke, then I would have been like, this is a weird group of guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's something going on. Yeah. Totally. But, so anyway, we were playing games, and I gave him the gift, and uh, yeah, in the box it said, "Will you be my groomsman?" And Cody's it said, "Will you be my best man?" But yeah, I I knew the rest is history in the making. Yeah. I was gonna ask. I mean, I wasn't. I'm the only other person I would have asked was Alex, but yeah, he. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I can't say that he does listen to this podcast. So anyway, <laughs> he's gonna be a groomsman. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, I was gonna <laughs> talk to I was gonna ask Alex, but um, I f- you were more fitting. Yeah, Not I more mean fitting, we're but we're together every fucking day. Yeah, like every single day. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was funny too when uh, so I mean we're we're turning up a little bit. I mean there's only f- four of us there in total, right? Yeah. The cops come. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like knock twelve thirty or so, and, and knock like, on the door. I totally thought it was. Jose, your yeah. fiance, coming back home. Yeah. So I like opened the door and was like, "What up, Jose?" And then I'm like staring at this cop and I'm like, "Oh, hey, sir, yeah. how's it going?" <laughs> so Joe, Joe's went over to Cody and Shannon's house to hang out with Shannon while Cody came over to my house um, to hang out. But anyway, it was like 12:30, so um, the, the music in the garage was like, insanely loud. We were just freaking having an awesome time because yeah. of what happened and stuff. And uh, so the, the we get a a loud, a loud ass knock on our garage door at, you know, 1230 at night. And like you said, Cody thought it was uh, Shannon or thought it was Josephine. So he opens the door and it's the cops. And they were like, your neighbors called and said that there was uh 10 people over here partying. And I'm like, and that's against COVID rules. And I like look behind me. I'm like, no, nope, there's only three, me and three other dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop was cool. He was like, all right, well, See I'm it. supposed to come over here and tell you to stop. Yeah. Uh, but you should watch your fire because it's pretty big out there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, we should be. We're all in the garage. Doors are shut. Yeah. Fire's just blazing outside. <laughs> a bonfire. Raging, raging bonfire going We're on. Like, oh, yeah, sir. We'll uh, we'll go tame that. <laughs> we'll go take care of that. Whoops. Oh, dude, I was so hungover that next day. Yeah. I knew once you guys made me shotgun a White Claw you, yeah. that it was going downhill. Yeah. Like, this is not okay. It was a great night, man. It was a great night. I had a fucking blast. And then I came home and Joseph was still at my house. It was like two in the morning. I like walked in. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here still? They're up just drinking wine, talking. I was like, shit, I'll have a glass with you. So I sat down with them for a little bit. Yeah, I remember it was like one o'clock in the morning, right after everybody left. You left at like 1245 right after that. We turned the music off and whatnot. And I called Joe's hammered. And I'm just like, are you coming home? And she's like, maybe. And then I in bed, and she wakes me up at like three in the morning. Yeah, just got home from Shannon's house. I'm like, holy shit! I think I might have went to bed before she left. I'm sure because <laughs> I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised she got a freaking Uber that late. Yeah, like even New Year's we couldn't get one. Yeah, New insane. Year's probably I was gonna say too. New Year's would have charged you up the ass too. Yeah, because they always raise their prices on holidays yeah. like that. The, but there was none available. Yeah, it's not like I said, oh, I don't want to pay that. Yeah, I couldn't even lift and. Anyway, yeah, New Year's was was t- dope too. But yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm 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 excited to like plan the bachelor party, like just and I, even though I don't like the interactions I've had with Luke and Alex have been really positive. So I'm excited that they're a part of it. You know, cool, yeah. 
and just like I got him, brought him into the group text. We have a separate group text than the one you're in, and mm-hmm. just like we're just all bullshitting about the bachelor party, what we're gonna do, and everything. So I'm stoked about that. I'm stoked to make a speech, which I told you before. No matter what, I'm t- I'm doing one. Yeah. Because you said that to me, because I, I chose my brother for my best yeah. man, and you were like, "Well, regardless, um, which I, I don't feel bad, but I kind of feel bad because I was like, well, you said you didn't think you killed it, but you killed the speech because actually I think it was perfect because my brother talked about me, Jen talked about Shannon, yeah. rightfully, yeah, made of honor, uh, best man, and then you came in and were like, here's the story about both of them because yeah. I kind of witnessed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Cody brought a girl home when he I was kinda, my yeah. new roommate. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, for sure. So you killed it, man. That was a good speech. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you cry. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited. I appreciate it. It's going to be dope. And it's cool too, that it's a destination wedding, but new year's was sick too. You guys came over the, yeah. to the, the apartment, which we'll be out of <laughs> dude. Uh, two, three weeks, two weeks. I think it's 13 days. You're not, you're not getting in there. It's gonna be longer, dude. Dude, I'd be so pissed. Well, they oh, you will be. No, we went and looked at the house last night. Dope. I mean, we just peeked in the windows yeah, and checked yeah, yeah. if they won't let us in. Was well, I mean, it was nighttime, but they left all the lights on inside. The doors are unlocked. I would hope not, because yeah. then homeless people could sleep in there. Dude, yeah. When Thomas that happens, when Thomas and Rainey's house was being built, like they went, they just went there, and nobody was inside, and they just walked through. I didn't even try to open the door, but I hope it's not. Because I remember, dude, a job I used to have way back with Theo. We, his brother, who was a real estate agent, owned, had like a team of yeah. real estate agents, you know, he hired us to go, basically, it was like a pre-inspection inspection. Oh. So before the inspector came, we went to make sure that all the windows weren't broken, people didn't break in, there was no like homeless people sleeping in the house. Yeah. It's kind of sketchy. You're like, yeah. you know, 18, 19 year old, like walking around his house, like hoping a homeless guy doesn't pop out <laughs> and grab you. <laughs> well, we needed money, so yeah. we're like, fuck it. But, uh. But yeah, I hope I hope that's the case. But we looked inside; everything like everything's done. Dude, carpets, flooring, walls are like everything Sick. is completely done. So we're like, why are we waiting yeah. two more weeks? Like, yeah. get us in. So next Wednesday we have the walkthrough, the final yeah. walkthrough, and then I think. We're good to go. Uh, a little cosmetic. I can't fucking wait. But anyway, New Year's was sick. Blakely hasn't stopped carrying around that doctor bag ever yeah. since, dude. She loves it. So you guys spoiled the shit out of her. She's. It took us just to start, bro. not including your day, your your guys's gifts that you guys came over and gave with her. It took us three days just to open her Christmas <laughs> gifts. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day Life after. Life of a two year old man, a two year old girl who is the only girl in the entire family. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's no girls on my side at all. Yeah. So she gets fucking spoiled, and me and Shannon spoiled the shit of her too. But yeah. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But she and she takes forever to open gifts. Like when I was a kid, it was like you open one, dope. Next one, yeah. yeah you just want to keep opening. She opens it and then she wants to play with it for an hour. Yep. Which is really cool. But then she you're appreciates like, it. Yeah. Because yeah. then, but then you're like, hey, let's open more gifts. No, it's January twentieth. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's still presents out here. <laughs> let's go. Oh man. But that was that was a sick night. That was fun. Um, Cody, uh, family, Cody and Shannon and Joe's and I, um usually wait after Christmas because we have so much stuff going on, but we usually do a gift, gift exchange. exchange. Yeah. So that we did this on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Which is really cool because we stayed up past midnight. I haven't done that in years. Dude. It was funny because beforehand, stayed up till like I was like, do you think they're going to stay till midnight? And Shannon's like, I don't know. Do you think yeah. they are? I was like, I don't know. And then you come over, you're like, are we staying past midnight? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. But we, I mean, fuck, thank God we had a few bottles. We killed... I mean, this, this is going to make us sound like alcoholics, but we killed four bottles of wine. And then Joe and Shannon were like, let's make margaritas. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not touching that tequila. No. Get the hell out of here. Did I? No, I didn't. 
You took no, a we had sip. Beer. You took a sip and you were like, oh, because it's yeah. that jalapeno tequila. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's so gross. Dude, that's horrible. Ugh. No I shot. hate it. I don't yeah. know. Ugh. I can't. Shannon likes it? She loves jalapeno. Whoa. Everything. I cooked her bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers the other day. Damn, those Ugh. sound good. I what? Like, I hate jalapenos. Oh, period. It's not tempting to me at all. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. We have those all the time. Oh, I hate yeah, jalapenos. Well, not really anymore, but. Yeah, but. In I, a love, muscle, I love jalapeno. I just hate jalapeno flavored. Vodka or flavor is different tequila. than a than a yeah. the thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't like either, but yeah, I get what you jalapeno mean. Jalapeno chips are the goat. Yeah, I don't the like absolute them. goat. The flavor of jalapeno is not anyway not appealing. Um, but the thing I was gonna say, speaking of New Year's, is uh, I was gonna ask if you set any New Year's resolutions. Oh no, none. Well, I mean, my word is discipline. Yeah, which I feel like I've absolutely set myself on track to tackle that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like little things already that I've come across with uh, my routine and stuff, I've, I think I've set myself up in a sense to, uh, to be able to like, like stay with it. Absolutely. Like simple enough to where like I'm horrible at routine. I hate, I shouldn't say I hate routine, but I'm not good at, I'm a typical person i'm not like a, i'm not a disciplined like entrepreneur like yeah. you know routine 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 but a type yeah, yeah exactly but um google calendar is your life yeah yeah it is though that's yeah. the most organized thing i have in my life yeah but i mean that's that's how i am i put everything in there but an actual resolution i will and i think like and that's good i mean it's funny how like just setting the tone of a word can really like dictate how you your habits develop yeah. you know um but New Year's resolutions are always one of those cheesy things to me. Yeah. You know, because it's like, I, I go back and forth on it. Cause like some people are like, don't wait, just attack your goals, which I a hundred percent agree with. Yeah. Like, why would you wait for New Year's? Just yeah. start, just fucking start doing shit. Yeah. But then there's the other side that takes that to the extreme. And it's almost like they're shaming the people who set New Year's resolutions and calling them stupid. And it's like, man, like they're trying to do something yes. for themselves. Let yes. them do it. You know? Even um, if they do it every single year. Who cares? Who if cares? It's, if it's something, because there's people that are like, I set a New Year's resolution and I ended up losing 80 pounds. Yeah. Like, it's what I needed to kickstart my phallus journey. Yes. Great. You know? Dude, that's a, it reminds me of, like, uh, things you've said in, in the past about, like, group fitness or all these other things that are, like, not completely strength training. Mm -hmm. But whether, whatever it is, I don't, just like. Just do it. I don't care. Just get you started. Yeah. Get you moving. You know, like, holy shit. Yeah. I've had so many conversations with people about that they ask so like what is yours compared to like you know orange theory i just think of just on top of my head but like whatever it is just do it yeah i, don't care I, I prefer strength them. training but 100 percent agree that like and there's a lot of people that come to us they're like hey like i want to do this because i want the result but i also love doing zumba classes yeah how many times a week can i do them how many times a week do you want to do them yeah we'll make it work around it that's yeah. the whole point of lifestyle as fitness. long as you do the other thing yeah now if you're like hey I want to step on stage yeah. to compete as a bikini competitor, but I only want to do Zumba. I'm going to be like, hey, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you have to bend the rules yep. there. But um, for the everyday person, 100% um, think that's how it should be. But I think New Year's resolutions for me are always like little cheesy ones that like I wouldn't normally set a goal. It's almost like I'm only doing it because it's New Year. Because like I have fitness goals. I have business goals. I have family goals. I have my word of the year, all that stuff. But it was already in motion before the New Year hit. Yeah. So mine are kind of funny. Hmm. One of them is no material item purchase for the first quarter of the year. So no shoes, wow. no shirts, no hoodies, nothing. Wow. Which is going to be hard. Wow. Because 
I realized, so I was sitting back and I was like, all right, starting the new year, we're getting into a new house. I want to like get back on my budget, save money, like put money away, you know, like started my retirement. And I was like, what do I spend money on that I don't need? And there was like a couple random things. And then it was like close. Yeah, clothes for sure. I just buy, and then like shoes. I just buy so many fucking shoes, and like, I bought those Air Maxes. You know, yeah. Don't even that like them. In, yeah, that was right before. before. Yeah, I ordered them before the New Year's. Oh, okay. But they came after the New Year's. But I returned them because I was like, I spent one hundred seventy dollars on these shoes. I don't even like them, and they yeah. didn't fit right. And I was like, Yeah, really. Ninety sevens aren't as comfortable, but Cameron Hayes would argue with me that. But um, they're dope. They are dope looking. But they were not comfortable. Yeah. And and they're you know blocky. when the shoes are a little too big and like the heel like. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. doing that and I was Damn. like, nope, can't do Where'd it. Where'd you get them? Nike. Oh. Um, just the Nike app. Dope. How'd yeah. you return it? Mail? Yeah. 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 Just like Amazon. Super yeah. easy. So that's one of my things was no material item purchased from then. Um, another one was, uh, I don't know if it's simplify or minimize my schedule. So yeah. like. Simplify. And, and I was talking to Brittany about this because obviously she's going to be helping me with this. But for a while, I thrived on chaos. So it was like, okay, from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., how much shit can I fit into this window? Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, man, that's that's part of the reason why this company is successful is because I just hustled. It was like, how much shit can I do? Because the more I do, the more we grow. But at a certain point, you just fucking get burnt out, you yeah. know? So like, in, in a, I think if any... Well, I mean, I'm still pretty young. So this year was the first year I really experienced true burnout, I think. Yeah. Of like, this is just too much, yeah. you know? So for me, it's like, okay, that's why even my newsletters, I was writing newsletter every day, which I love writing. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get more out of less. So now I'm only writing newsletters Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they're going to be better. And I can already feel they're longer, they're more in-depth, they're more articulate. I'm writing them the day before, so they're not rushed because I have more time. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's only been a week, but it's like, this is going to be good because yeah. I'd rather write three amazing newsletters yeah. than five decent ones, yeah. you know? So just a whole lot of doing less to get more yeah. is like one of my biggest goals. And yeah. it starts with my schedule. I feel like there was one more too and I'm, I'm just forgetting it. But, um, but yeah, like for news resolutions, that's my thing. It's just like simple shit like that. Dope. Lifestyle stuff. Yeah. That kind of fits in what we were talking about earlier about the YouTube channels and stuff like that we have, we do so much content. If there's anything within that content that we can delete to get more hours of doing the other stuff better, mm-hmm. is completely. I don't know. If practical is the right word, but the right thing to do, like, like timestamps thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and timestamps are great, yeah. but it takes a long time. It takes a long time for a very small benefit. Yes. you know, like at the end of the day, like to us, it's like what we have to decide. Like, should we continue spending hours on? we as in you on timestamps or should we take those hours and create a new piece of yeah. content on a different platform? Yeah. And, and the answer is obvious, yeah, you know? Create. Um, so that's going to be huge is like just minimizing yeah. that, you know, but, and, and also we should probably announce this like every time we do a podcast, if you like watching the podcast, go subscribe to the YouTube yeah. channel. Um, the tailored life YouTube channel is Ta- tailored life podcast is going to be strictly podcast cha- yeah. episodes. Um, we may be creating a clips, YouTube channel too in the future. So stay tuned for that. But for now, just follow the subscribe to the YouTube channel for the tailored life podcast. Um, and then follow my YouTube Cody McBroom or tailored coaching method for, um, educational videos. So me sitting at a table, breaking down a topic or going over, um, a vlog, like a training vlog, training session, whatever it may be. Um, they're just going to be completely variety of of content on there. Yeah. Not the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So cool, man. Well, 
one podcast that we're going to do is a Q&A today. Yep. Let's get it done. Uh, the first one today is going to come from Carrie Archer. And it says, I am in a cut and I occasionally, one to two times per week, wake up around 4 a.m. Un- and I am unable to fall back asleep and I am very hungry. Should I shift my food intake to be closer to my bedtime or would it be better to decrease my overall deficit to improve my sleep? Mm. The, the early wake-ups usually happen after heavy training days. So... Because of that last part, the first question I would ask is what time of day are you training? Because if somebody's training at 6 p.m., like, or I'm sorry, if you're, if you're doing your heavy lifting sessions at 6 p.m., right, or even if you're doing all your training sessions at 6 p.m., but you notice this after the heavy lifting ones, well, that heavy lifting session in the evening is extremely stimulative to your nervous system. So, if we look at, I mean, especially if you're drinking caffeine or pre-workout before the, for the session, but if we look at caffeine consumption, it's a central nervous system stimulant. So we drink caffeine, our nervous system turns on, fight or flight mode, cortisol goes up, adrenaline goes up. Yep. We can do more. It's good. If we drink caffeine at night and we get into that mode, we're not going to sleep well, right? Well, training does the exact same thing. You train hard, especially with lifting. Your nervous system is stimulated, fight or flight, cortisol, adrenaline. Now you're up, right? So... There's a few things here. Number one, a lot of times it's better to train at 4 p.m. or before. Anytime up to 4 p.m. is usually ideal in my experience. Anytime after that, it can disturb your sleep if you get too wired from training, which some people do, some people don't. But, and I used to train at like 10 p.m., you know, and go to sleep like one, and that was fine for me because I could sleep in. But for most people, you can't train super late like that. The other thing is partitioning your carbs to be around your workout and maybe doing an intra, if not post-workout shake. This is a situation where I think that's a little bit more relevant because if I drink a post-workout shake with protein and carbohydrates in it right after, I'm going to immediately spike insulin post-workout. That's going to immediately blunt cortisol down so I can calm down, right? When we train, cortisol goes up, stress hormone, fight or flight, spike insulin, cortisol goes down. You can calm down, go into rest and digest versus fight or flight, parasympathetic mode. So... You might just need to have some kind of carbs immediately post-workout to try to kind of hit that off switch on cortisol right away and then have your post-workout meal when you get home before bed. Um, You could shift some of your calories to the evening, like you said, but I would only do that if you're training in the afternoon. There's actually research that shows, uh, there's chrononutrition research that shows eating majority of your calories in the morning is actually more beneficial for your circadian rhythm, your hormones, your metabolism, all that kind of stuff. Um, and if that's the case, then I would probably argue that actually more calories in the morning leads to better sleep at night. Mm. Um, so I don't think that's going to help. Now, the other thing I would say is, yes, you probably should decrease your overall intake. If, you're, if your deficit is so large that it's just stressing your body and it's causing this uh, tired and wired feeling where you basically, you're tired all day because you're in deficit, you have low energy. Yeah availability, but then you go to bed and you're wired and you can't fall asleep. It's most likely because the deficit is increasing cortisol and stress hormones, decreasing thyroid and sex hormones, and that's causing poor sleep. So it might be one of those biofeedback signals that you either need to lessen the deficit or get out of the deficit completely. So if he's been dieting for six months, then definitely like just get out of the diet. You know, it's, it's starting to wear at you. Um, but yeah, if you're training late at night, I probably would start there though too, because training late at night will definitely do that to you. But I think it's a multifaceted question, so it's hard for me to say do this, yeah. but I think it's probably going to be decreasing the deficit on all days, if not just the lifting days, maybe lifting earlier in the morning, um, and then probably, 
yeah, I mean, that's that's about as far as I would go with that one. All right. Uh, the next one comes from Nick Van M. says, I regained weight f- from being underweight as a consequence of m- mental issues. In one and one and a half years time, this was around five kilograms. Of course, some uh, some fat, but also a lot of muscle. I have a healthy weight right now, but I still feel, but still I feel quite skinny muscle wise with some, but with some, but not too much fat. Is it responsible to gaining weight, especially because I am gaining for such a long time, or is it better to start a maintenance phase or even a mini cut before gaining weight and muscle? So there's actually a, a pretty interesting research study that just came out that um, my coach, Eric Trexler, was the one that reviewed it in mass. Um, I actually was just listening to it yesterday, the day before. Yeah. But basically what they did is like there's this old theory that, and, and I 100% bought into this and preached this until I started learning more and more about research and what is actually relevant in the body. But this idea that you should cut before you bulk because if I cut and I get lean, my inc- my uh, insulin sensitivity increases, which is true. Um, and if my insulin sensitivity increases, what's called P-ratio increases. P-ratio is basically like the calories I'm taking in, what ratio goes to muscle and what ratio goes to fat, right? Huh. A good balance of that being more muscle, more energy, less fat is a good P-ratio. If you're leaner, insulin sensitivity goes up, you have a better P-ratio. But they did this study basically taking lean individuals and hefty (laughs) individuals, I guess you could say, not like obese, but not lean. And they were testing their insulin sensitivity. They were testing their P ratio. They were testing their ability to build muscle. um, And there was no difference in muscle growth. I can't remember if the P ratio and insulin sensitivity was indeed better in the lean individuals um, because there are studies on like football players and a running back has a way better insulin sensitivity than a lineman, you know, mm. even though they both have a lot of muscle mass, but lineman has a lot of fat. Yeah. Um, but what they did see is that there was no inability to build muscle. And my point with that is some people think they need to get lean first in order to build muscle. But the truth is, is you can build the same amount of muscle. In fact, you might be able to build more muscle if you have the fat on your body because you're not taking so long to get to that place you're you're being a little bit more aggressive and assertive with it and you're you're allowing some fat to be accumulated you're getting more calories in you're going to have more calories to utilize for something so in your situation if you're already like you're saying you're basically saying you're skinny fat you're like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty skinny but i don't have a ton of fat just build muscle just go straight for weight gain like a slow gain of uh weight gain rate would you know Anywhere between even a quarter of a pound a week, but maybe a half a pound, you know, um, a week. But like ultimately that's anywhere between, what would that be? Uh, one to four pounds a month, you know, some months, like I I did it where like one month was four pounds. The next one was like one, you know, cause sometimes it happens quicker. Like at at the beginning you gain faster and then it slows down. Is that an average? Uh, yeah. One to four pounds. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, because some weeks you gain a pound, some weeks you gain half. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I would just go straight for weight gain. I think, I think it's better that way. I wouldn't do any mini cuts. There's no point being at maintenance other than trying to find where your maintenance is at. And yeah. if you already know where your maintenance is at, you're good. But I always suggest in these situations, get to maintenance. So you know where that number is and then go into like a five to 10% surplus and just gain slowly. Just, just train hard, build muscle and just 
stay out of a deficit, yeah. you know, train hard, lift weights, and just try to gain size slowly. Because if you do that, you will build muscle. And if you build muscle, you actually look leaner than you are right now. And sometimes like people in your situation, if you had, um, it sounds like potentially an eating disorder that caused this weight loss. Um, and you obviously got over it if you're allowing yourself to gain weight. So congrats on that. Cause that's huge. That's a big step. But if you're in that position, your body's ready to gain good weight you can take advantage of that and probably see some pretty good lean gains, right? Staying lean and still building some muscle. At a certain point, I think lean gains are impossible. Like there gets to a certain point where people are just too advanced to gain that slow and that and stay that lean. You just got to be okay with putting a little fat on. For sure. Plain and simple. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I, I would probably go for gaining. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's go. This next one, it's from Emily. Protein powder versus collagen. Is it true that you don't need to track or consider collagen as a protein while I'm logging in my macros on my fitness pal? Should I track it all, all should I track it at all if it this sentence? Should I track it at all since it has ninety calories per serving? Um so col college collagen versus whey protein basically. Mm-hmm. Um you can't just say protein powder because there's whey protein, there's casein protein, there's uh, beef-derived protein powder, there's egg whites-derived protein powder, there's plant protein powder. You know, there's so many different protein powders. But let's just, just for generality and for what's most common, let's go with whey. The main difference between collagen and whey is where it's sourced from and its amino acid profile. Collagen is not going to be very beneficial for anabolism or muscle growth, but neither are plant sources for the most part. Whey protein is very high in leucine and it has a very favorable amino acid profile and ratio. So it's very beneficial for building muscle. Mm. I guess it's its main purpose. It's it's good for that. So the biggest difference is is whey protein is going to be conducive to body composition. Collagen is going to be more conducive to your hair being shiny and growing back fast, your skin repairing quickly, your nails growing, um, joints. Uh, Some people will argue for digestion, but I would say more so along the bone broth um, side of things is going to be, is going to be digestion, but joint health for sure. And, and, and also repair of like, like burn victims and stuff like that. Or like, if you have an injury, like when I tore my meniscus, I I definitely supplemented with collagen because I'm trying to rebuild collagen inside my tendons and ligaments, but it's not muscle, it's tendons and ligaments that it's helping, um, so those are the main differences. Collagen you can definitely live without, especially if your goals are body comp. Protein powder you can live without if you're getting enough protein from dairy, meat, fish, eggs, stuff like that. Um, but you can't go without re- like real protein, period. So collagen is, is not nearly as beneficial for that. As far as tracking it goes, I think it depends. I don't track my collagen because I have one scoop of it in my coffee every single morning, and that's not going to change. Yeah. You know. So for me, like when I started the diet, I was already doing that. So if I don't change it, it's an unchanged variable. You know, if I would have added that into my maintenance, it would have been factored into my deficit the same way. There you go. So as long as it's an unchanged variable, I'm just, I'm not going to track it. And it's just protein. It's not going to store as fat anyway. And that doesn't mean don't track protein. It just means that if I'm having one scoop, which is actually 45 calories because one serving is two scoops, yeah, it's not going to do anything. You know, I'm not worried about it. Now, if somebody's in a deficit and they add collagen into the diet halfway through the the fat loss phase, then I am going to say track it, mm. you know, um, but I don't like tracking it towards your protein count. So if your protein goal for the day is 200 and you're getting seven grams 
of collagen, I would probably recommend 207 grams. Like, unless you're eating 1.2 grams or more per pound of body weight, in that case, you can include it in because you're already getting more than enough. But if you're having the minimum, like you're doing like 0.8 grams per pound of body weight, I would probably add it on top of your prescribed amount because it's just not that conducive towards body composition changes. Have you ever tried to find the lab results or the qualifications behind the supplements you're taking? Probably not. In fact, it's pretty hard to find because the supplement industry can be a shady place. And it's really hard to do background checks to find out where the, the, the products and the ingredients are sourced and see if there's any lab tests publicly available online. But the cool thing about Legion is they give you all the information you can possibly need and provide you with content around education for training and nutrition outside of the supplement industry. So they'll teach you how to improve your body without their product, but they'll give you a product that supplements that to help benefit you and get better results along the way. Not to mention they're on Labdoor, so you can see their rankings as one of the top supplement companies for purity and quality that is on the market. I cannot recommend them enough, and I've been recommending them to clients, members, uh, my friends, my family, everybody for years. I've been using them for years, and now to have them as a podcast sponsor is pretty damn cool. So if you enter your promo code BOOMBOOM, you'll save 20% on your first order and start collecting points. You can also head over to buylegion.com slash BOOMBOOM. Now, without any further ado, let's get back to the podcast. Some people don't even notice the difference with their joints. Yeah. but And it could be placebo. There's a lot of placebo things. Touche. Placebo is everywhere, bro. Yeah. Working. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, next. What were we talking about that was placebo that you were arguing with the me? The cupping. On? The cupping. If there's any physical therapist listening to this podcast that can prove me wrong about cupping, that cupping is a legitimate prove thing. Prove you wrong. Because I was it's the one. I was the one saying that it's, it doesn't work. I know. It's placebo. So if anybody has evidence to show that it actually does work and it's not placebo, please let me know. I think yeah. the, the most Everybody likely, like, yeah. Flood his DMs with. This guy, Travis was, was arguing for, and I was, like, saying it's placebo. But the, the only thing that would make any type of sense, in my opinion, just from looking at it, would be that when you do cupping, a ton of blood flow goes to that area, mm -hmm. and that might reduce some inflammation, but then again, it could actually increase inflammation depending on, you know... How tight the cupping is? Well, how tight it is, how much blood's coming in, is, is are there other fluids coming to that area? Um, so, it depends. Because if you think about inflammation, a lot of times you want to remove inflammation, yeah. you know, and if you're bringing blood and everything to that area, it's like, how is that removing inflammation? But it's one of those placebo things. Dude, and even massage is somewhat placebo because the number one, like, so like when you have muscle tissue and there's like knots and we have somebody massaging and we think they're like relieving these, these muscle tissue, you know, knots, it's not, that's not how muscle tissue actually works. The, the biggest benefit of a massage is actually one, being in a quiet room, two, not looking at any screens and three, having physical touch. So even if somebody puts their hand on your shoulder for seven seconds or more, that physical touch, listen. Will relieve my knots in my neck? No, just listen. That physical touch will relieve your nervous system. Your nervous system will relieve the knots in your neck. So one of the reasons why foam rolling is beneficial is because it calms your nervous system down. You can't, like if somebody has a tight muscle, if you don't get them to drop their adrenaline, their nervous system, that muscle will not release. Agreed. But if you can calm them down, you can release it. Yeah. Your nervous system controls everything. So one of the biggest things, and this is, this is from a book, a textbook status <laughs> shit that was like going over studies on 
that in one of the th- ways they did this is they had one group of athletes that were like basically having a Netflix and chill time. Mm-hmm. Another group didn't. And the Netflix and chill time got better results. Why? Because they, t- they winded down. They actually calmed down and, and recovered from their nervous system. And so they say that the massage is the exact same way because we're learning more about muscle tissue and it doesn't exactly just roll out. It's the same reason why like Shannon wants me to rub her shoulders all the time and there's always knots in her traps and she always wants to work them out. And I'm like, hey, I'm just letting you know, you're ne- these are never going to go away from me doing this. But they'll go away if Alicia does it. No, they yeah. won't because we're back in two weeks. I'm going to have... <laughs> I'm going to have Joe's walk around just with her hand on my shoulder all day long. Do it. (laughs) That one I know because uh, when I was a personal trainer in the gym, we used to purposely, like, when somebody walks in a client, it's like, hey, man, how's it going? And, like, grab their shoulder, try to hold it for seven seconds without being awkward because that physical touch, your guard goes down. Relief, nervous system calms down. And now all of a sudden. Or my guard goes up. We're fucking buddies. Yeah, but if I didn't didn't know you, you know, if I didn't know you, that's a different story. Yeah. But. I don't agree with you, dude. (laughs) I just, I mean, respectfully, I think that massage works. Dude, muscle. Massage works. I pay hundreds of dollars per month for me and my wife to get them. So I I 100% agree. They work, but they work through a different mechanism than what most people think they work through. Foam rolling works through a different mechanism than most people think. We used to do this thing where we'd take bands, like, like, you know, resistant bands, and we'd layer them. And we'd go, this, this is your muscle tissue, right? And then we'd roll one up. Yeah. We'd be like, this is your muscle tissue with a knot. Yeah. When we foam roll, they relieve themselves. Yeah. Not true. Like, it's, that's not how muscle tissue works. So, like, temporarily, like, when I rub Shannon's shoulder, that, that knot will start to relieve because my nervous system calms down. And then guess what happens? Yeah. Tightens yeah. back up. Yeah. So, you have to do a combination of things in Lower in, uh, inflammation, calm your nervous system down, hydrate yourself yeah. better, ice, stretch, ice if it's an injury for sure. Yeah, um, inflammation. There's a lot of different things, but it was actually really like that was one of the most shocking things in the book. There was other stuff on like compression, cryo therapy, ice bath stuff like that that I was cupping. Like, cupping wasn't in this book. Oh, oh, gotcha. But a lot of things that I was like, oh, okay, like I could see that that's more placebo than not. But the massage was one I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Mm. Um, but it's mainly from physical touch, which is why I do like, this sounds crazy, but sex, yeah, sex is one of the best ways to promote better recovery Absolutely, because it fucking calms both parties down afterwards <laughs> from a nervous night system. Night. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's real, but placebo, like there's a book. I, w- I wish you read too. <laughs> no, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope you actually like this. Oh man. It, I wish you read books because I would give you this book called the placebo effect. Yeah, I've heard and about it from you too. Very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, that's the where they did like surgery on a guy, but they didn't actually do surgery, and he I'm was sure fine afterwards. A, I'm sure there's a YouTube video. Your on brain, it. it's kind of like dude that that uh, documentary on psychedelics. Yeah. Mind, you yeah. know the way your Mind brain works yeah. is fucking crazy. It, is. it can control a lot if you access different parts of the brain, and by doing this placebo experiment, you can access different parts of the brain. Yeah. One of the things they gave people steroids. Yeah, but they didn't actually give them steroids. It was a placebo. So they have this study. So one one symptom I've I've heard one symptom is your your testicles shrink if you do steroids. Yeah. Okay. If if you're doing this placebo effect and you're not really getting steroids, you'd be like, dude, these are the dopest steroids ever. But here's the thing: is I don't think they tested te- testicular size in the study. Well, obviously, because it's it, not placebo. No, but it, they might have shrunk. We don't know that. But because here's the thing: is this is what happened. So they had two groups, and I can send you this stuff. This is legit. Two groups. One group. Did not take steroids. One group took 
fake steroids. They both went on the same diet, same training program, large group of people. The group that was on fake steroids gained a significantly more, uh, higher rate of muscle mass than the non-placebo what, group. What is the fake steroids? It's obviously something that enhances. No, like think about it. If they take an injection. they of put, water? Yeah. Like literally, they, dude, they make placebo things. So in, in testosterone can be uh, not lotion, but yeah, kind of like a lotion, like an ointment that you rub on. Yeah. It can be a pill. Like there's so many forms of steroids. So they could have done an empty capsule or a capsule full of sugar. Okay. That's a lot of times when they do placebo with pills, they usually feel like a capsule of sugar. Yeah. You just take it because you never know. Yeah. But it's legit, dude. They literally built a ton of muscle because they thought they were on steroids. So their mind perceived them being enhanced, which meant their training was better. They perceived that they could do training more often, more frequently at a higher volume. And they did it. Yeah. And they grew. And their mind, your mind controls everything, bro. I agree with that. Comment. That's why, like, I, I was seriously talking to Shannon about getting a, uh, going to a hypnotherapist. Whoa. Yeah. Hypnotist or whatever. Because yeah. Rob Dyrdek did. Yeah. That's what he did at the beginning of his career. He said he, he, he like, Contributes Credits. all of his success. Credits? Yeah. To that hypnotherapist. Mm. He was like, the hypnotherapist is, I've seen, I see him all the time. He's been at my wedding. Like, he, it's like a big part of his life, dude. Whoa. Yeah, he had his wife see him because he was like basically getting fired from DC. They weren't going to, they were like, you, you've reached the end of your, your career. You're getting Contract, too old. Yeah. You're partying all the time. You're blowing your money. You're not going to be a pro skater long. You're done. And he went to see this psychotherapist and now he's the richest. or? Or sorry, hypnotherapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's the richest skateboarder that's ever lived because he did that. Over Tony Hawk? Tony Hawk is, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Tony Hawk's balling from Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but yeah. dude, Rob Dyrdek. You're, you're oh, I know, I know. He owns yeah, yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah, it's insane. Right. And he's, he, so the crazy part is like he has that show Ridiculousness that's like dude. basically on rerun constantly on MTV. It is. But he owns the, the production place, the production company, the yeah. directing, like he owns every side of it. Yeah. Like it's crazy. You're right. You're right. But, uh, yeah, and he, he has a crazy story where he went from basically being written off as a pro skateboarder to getting hypnotized for success and then signing a, another deal with DC for two years. And then after that, like, so usually, and then the next year they offered him, like, a six-year deal, and he's like, no, two years. He only signed two-year contracts because he knew, like, that was, I'm only, like, I'm going to ask for more in two years because I'm going to be bigger. And he did, sure enough bigger and bigger and bigger so he kept asking for more and more and Dope. more yeah he even took over uh the design for the shoe department right he was yeah, the only yeah, pro yeah. skateboarder to take that part over and he has all the royalty rights instead of the designer so he made more money off skate shoes than any other pro skateboarder ever yeah lived I don't, crazy. I don't i don't yeah because that's that's a big part of like skateboarding is like you make your own shoe you, yeah. make, you have your own design board yeah but all right fucking crazy sebo fuck Placebo. Placebo's real, bro. It is real. I'm going I'm to have Brittany uh, look up the author of Placebo Effects, see if we can get him on here. Oh. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. Speak it into existence. Yeah. All right. Next one comes from uh, Sammy. It says, I, got, I get over 20,000 steps daily. Whoa. <laughs> like like in, the, in the quote of Cody, are you a dog walker? <laughs> <laughs> I get over 20,000 steps daily between walking and running. I also strength train three, day, three, day, three times a week. I'm a 5'7", 40-year-old female and have gone from 113 pounds to 121 pounds within eight months. 
I eat around 1,300 calories a day. I know this is a low for my activity amount. Trying to figure out the reason for weight gain, perhaps metabolic adaptation, but I am very regimented and have had the same workout routine for 10 years. Or is it ever possible to create too much of a calorie deficit? Deficit. I eat less. Uh, I eat less. Scaled doesn't. I eat less, but the scale doesn't budge. I eat more. Scale doesn't budge. I am also vegetarian, so it it is difficult to get protein intake. But try to get eighty to hundred grams daily. Carbs are from all veggies around hundred and thirty grams and thirty grams of fat. I am at a loss as what is going on. Any help would be great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And always taking time to answer answer my questions. I think that. No Sammy. matter no matter what you're under eating, yeah, and that's likely causing some metabolic slowdown because when we under eat, stress hormones go up and thyroid function goes down. Thyroid function greatly determines your metabolic rate. So if if your thyroid is getting tired from the diet, your metabolism's slowing down. So metabolic adaptation is a hundred percent happening, yeah. right? Um, but that doesn't mean that you can, quote unquote, go too low. You technically can't go too low in a deficit because, you know, there's there's kids starving in Africa that are like literally skin and bone, right? And if you could go too low and your body would go into starvation mode and stop losing weight, those kids would not be skin and bone. Yeah. They would still be normal kids, just really hungry. You know, it's not the case. They're literally dying from starvation. So, and if we look at the Minnesota starvation experiment, which was a really old study, they put people into a metabolic ward. It was around like World War II time zone. It, they put people into a metabolic ward, which is the most controlled way you can do anything. It's basically like you come into my lab, mm-hmm. you stay. S- stay here, sleep here, eat here, train here. Like we control everything. So you don't put anything in your mouth unless we give it to you. So we know exactly how many calories you're consuming. It's the most controlled dietary study yeah. format you can do. And they put these people in an extreme deficit and they metabolic adaptation occurred, but they just kept losing and losing and losing and losing. They, I mean, they were skinny as fuck by the end of it, which tells me that you can't go too low. Like you can have metabolic adaptation occur to a point where it becomes difficult to lose weight and you have to go really low to continue losing weight. But a lot of people like for her, she's already at really low calories, 1300. So like, if she had to go to 800 calories for her to lose weight, it'd be impossible to adhere to, mm-hmm. right? So metabolic adaptation makes dieting more difficult, not more, like it doesn't make it impossible because it's just extremely difficult to only eat 800 calories a day. But you can become so metabolically adapted that you get to that point. So you should stop this way before you get to that point. But the other side of it is when she said, I can uh, take away calories, lose weight, add calories, gain weight that tells me uh, or not gain weight that tells me that you have a highly adaptive metabolism which basically means that no matter which way you bring your calories your body's going to re-regulate and kind of stabilize at that same weight right and I've worked with people like this all the time where I work with guys who want to build muscle and gain weight and we're trying to go into surplus and they just don't gain any weight and I just keep increasing 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 I have to literally tell them hey what's your step count every day 15,000 I want you to purposely only hit 10 like I need you to stop moving so much because every time we increase calories, your neat goes up. Mm. So when I increase calories, I'm moving more, I'm talking more, I'm stepping more, I'm standing more. That leads to less fat loss, right? Or 
in the case of, I'm sorry, that leads to more fat loss and you're trying to gain muscle and gain, add weight. So in her case, what's probably happening is she adds calories. She actually just moves more and she doesn't realize it, burns enough calories to where her weight stays down. She drops calories. She moves less subconsciously and still stays the same way. Yeah. Right. So it, it you can regulate it to a certain perspective. Like if you're tracking steps, you can, but you really can't, like unless you're wearing heart rate monitors and VO2 max, uh, masks to test your oxygen consumption and shit while you're training, you're never going to know if your performance is as high as it was with the higher calories. You know, like you can track your steps and be sure to hit the same steps. But when I'm eating 3,000 calories, I can guarantee my training is going to be harder than when I eat 2,000 calories. Yeah. It just is. Like, yeah. and I might notice, but not enough to where I can justified on paper right without having these expensive lab tests but point being you're definitely under eating i would increase your your fats immediately um i would if, if you're really set on being a vegetarian obviously that's fine you know but you're you're probably going to need to consume some vegetarian protein powders and get that protein up because that's just not high enough you you should be consuming at least one gram per pound and because you're vegetarian i'd almost lean on going above one gram per pound because the protein you're consuming is, is less bioavailable. It's just not the best protein. Um, but if you're a vegetarian, did she say vegetarian or vegan? Vegetarian. So if you're a vegetarian, technically you can eat fish and egg whites. And so I would probably start eating fish and eggs because those are really good protein sources. And, and that'll help without having to supplement with protein powders and stuff. But in general, I think you're under eating. So like my, my go-to route for you would be to start reversing your, your diet. Stop worrying about losing weight. So reverse diet so that you can get your calories up if you can maintain weight great that's that's a huge positive sign but get your calories up so you can train harder you can sleep better you can have lower stress you can have better biofeedback maybe step less so you can recover more too and then wait two three four months before yeah. even trying to diet again and then jump back into the diet and see what happens touche nice all right well let's uh go to the next one from photo feelings 365 can you hear me itching my beard in the mic I hope not. I don't know. Barely. Dude. Itches is I'm trying to grow it out, and I'm regretting it. Oh Dude, it itches so bad. I don't know how people do it with, like, like Austin. I, you probably don't listen to my podcast, Austin Current. Every time I see him, I'm like, bro, how do you do that? Yeah. That's a, that's a Dude, majestic like, beard. Beard cream or whatever. I put beard oil. Yeah. I have a beard brush. All that Still shit. Still itchy? Beard but Yeah, beard butter. I have, like, very Boop. thick, coarse... Like, my barber has a tough time shaving my face. Whoa. He's like, you have the thickest face hair I've ever shaved. Wow. It's crazy. I didn't know it was that thick. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was going to do, like, a fade where it's, like, thick here, and then it fades into the taper. But now that the haircut got rescheduled, I'm like, dude, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah. Fucking pal. All right. This is a very generic question. It says, uh, so from Photo Feelings 365, what is most important for you as a coach? Yeah, I think there's like a million ways we can interpret this. So the the rest of the questions are from Instagram and they're very like uh, like rapid fire. So we'll crank through these ones. Okay, what's the most important thing on top of your head as a coach? Um, so the way I looked at this one was more of like, what is the number one trait that I should possess as a coach? You know, what's the most important thing for me right. to have? Yeah, as a coach versus what's the most important thing as a coach is kind of like, I mean, it depends, I guess. But like to me, uh, the the word that came to mind was care. Like, you have to really give a shit. Yeah. So I I was talking to a client the other day, and I the conversation was basically pretty pretty blunt. Yeah. And like to the point, and like like this is what you really need. 
And a lot of times young trainers would be scared because they're like, this person's not going to be happy with this, you know? But her response was like, like, I appreciate you so much because you truly care. Like you truly give a shit about me. And that's rare in a coach. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted you to get from that because I do. And that's why we're, I'm, you know, we're having this conversation. But point being is if you don't really, really, really give a shit, you shouldn't be coaching. Yeah. And I think the problem with the coaching industry is so many people get fast tracked or, or distracted by money and sales and Instagram likes and fame. And it's, and I will be the first to admit it's hard to not get distracted by that. Yeah. When your business starts doing well and people start noticing and you start making money, it's hard not to get distracted by that shit. Yeah. But if you can always come back, like when it, when it comes to stepping into my coaching shoes, the like basics, the basics and, and caring and impact are always the two most important things. So caring, as a coach caring and what impact, okay, but yeah. you have to care in order to create impact because Absolutely. you can bullshit and say that you're, you're doing this for a good reason or you're trying to impact people, trying to help people, you're, you're a go-giver, whatever. But people know, like if you truly do that time and time again, like people know. Yep. You know what I mean? And and I've had enough conversations with my clients to where they're like, like you really show me that. And like, that's what Dope. this shit is about. Yeah. So yeah, the caring is the thing that came to mind, which is probably not what people thought. You know, a lot of people probably thought education. Or yeah. Something more along the lines of fitness and nutrition. Yeah. But I don't think that's it. Cool. All right. Um, next one is from B, uh, B pit fitness. What, what's it like to work with you as a peer? That's a question for you. Oh, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's like because I am me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we have a very, very descriptive answer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not normal. Um, we're best friends and Cody's a very uh, relaxed boss. Uh, level-headed. Um, I don't know what the right word. Um, that's really weird for you to give me that answer. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Um, I, just I, does things the right the right way. We don't. We try to not put friendship within work. I don't know. It's impossible not to, though. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean. Yeah, it is. Oops, but I think uh, one thing I I and obviously I can't. I, want, I wanted to say fair, but I can't think of the right word. But go ahead. I, I try really really hard to be a leader, not a boss. Yeah, I think that's really good advice yeah. for people listening. Like I very rarely ever say boss. Yeah, because. I don't know. It's Supportive. A, it's like saying diet. I think you should say nutrition plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just a bad stigma with it. Like For sure. being a boss means that I'm like yeah. over people. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Know, like I'm leader. Like it's, it's not typical, man. It's, if, to answer the question, how is it like to work with Cody as a peer? It's not, it's not typical. It's not like your corporation boss. Yeah. But I, I've been doing my own thing for long enough to where this is like very normal to me now, you know, but yeah. like, I thought about this the other day, like putting myself in your shoes. It's probably like kind of trippy, like wake up and go to this place with your best friend and like, dude, it's crazy. Create, you know, oh. do, do work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think like if I could think about like what I'm like before I had this, when I was working with other people, like on a team, you know, and I wasn't leading the team. Yeah. Um, I'm a very, very collaborative person. So like, to me, it's always like rise as one. It's always like, how can we all do stuff to grow? Yeah. How can we all do more? And part of my biggest like goal or role or whatever within the company is like, how can I create new opportunities that build up people yeah. in the organization? Very unselfish. You know? Yep. Um, I get mine. 
Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like, how can I help everybody get theirs? You yeah. know? And I think that's, I mean, that's ultimately, that's, there's, it takes a special person. That sounds very arrogant. I don't want to say I'm a special person, but it takes a, a certain kind of person to want to build a coaching team. Yeah. Versus, because from a financial perspective, I could 100% just just be a coach yeah. just by myself and, yeah. and crush it, be making enough money, have a weight, like, you know what I mean? It's you cool. Could, you could still do the apparel. You, you could still you do, do all that stuff. Yeah. So creating a team isn't about me getting any more of anything. It's about being able to spread the wealth and impact more people. Yeah. Right? It's about creating a vision and a mission that includes other people so they can build up things within the company and that they can affect more people. And then people around the world are more likely to be reached and affected because we have a whole fucking staff of yeah. people doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it just created more impact. Yeah. So. so, I mean, the best answer I can give speaking for myself is trying to be a leader versus a boss. I think is the best thing anybody in my shoes can do. Yep. I absolutely agree with that. It's yeah. It's awesome. How long should you, Oh, this one is from, Oh my. In Kakmaka. <laughs> in Kayak Maka. How long should I, you I, stay? I, 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 you try I fuck, now I'm in a book. I, he was in the mentorship, so I know oh, his name. Oh. Uh, it's Aikaika. Aikaika Maka. Yeah, he's from Hawaii. Dope. How long should you stay in maintenance before doing another cut? As long as you need, you need. for biofeedback to improve. Um, it, it, I think there's a difference between a maintenance. <laughs> so there's a, there's a, a diet break, which is a, a period of time that you go to maintenance. Breaking your diet. Then there's a maintenance phase. And then I think there is like a maintenance season, mm-hmm. which are, so there's three different things. A diet break is two weeks or less. Mm-hmm. So anywhere between three days and 14 days, basically, is of just eating at maintenance to take a small break from the diet. And those are usually repeated. So in a 24-week diet, we take four two-week diet breaks throughout the process or something like that. Um, a maintenance phase is anywhere between in my opinion four to eight weeks so this is where like we did a 12 week cut we're not at our our result yet but we know it would be smarter from a health long-term result periodization perspective for us to take a one to two month period at maintenance and then jump back into the cut Mm -hmm. for another 12 weeks that leads to 24 weeks of dieting plus four to eight weeks of maintaining which is quite a bit i mean that's what is that uh 30 to 34 weeks or something like that 30 to 32 weeks of total work. Um, and then there is a maintenance season and that's where like you finished your diet and you're going to stay at maintenance for as long as you need to until your, your body is healthy and ready again. Yeah. And that's usually like you finished a diet and you achieved the result. So the differences are diet breaks are within the diet. A maintenance phase is like you dieted a little too hard or your body's just taking a hit. Let's pull back for a little bit and get back after it because you're not at your goal yet. And then a maintenance season is like you reached your goal. You just need to fully recover because in the future, whether it's six months or a year away, you're probably going to want to cut or turn up performance or something again. And we need your body in a healthy position to do so. Definitely. All right. uh, Next one comes from Coach dot tris uh says <laughs> here's a couple yeah dude uh dc or marvel yeah i put all the personality questions at the end dc or marvel um i'm gonna go with dc because batman's dc yep batman's the best i think what about you i'll go dc yeah i don't like i don't know or care about either one of them but yeah i'm not a big my my brother is super into <laughs> comic books and everything but I'm, I'm not but um 
I think if we just look at movies, DC crushes. Yeah. Like, I mean, Marvel's like Spider-Man, Iron Man. I thought Spider-Man was the same as Batman. Not same, but. It's Marvel. See, I don't even. Thor. Dude, uh, I'm going to get tormented. Daredevil. Um, Daredevil? The, the Punisher is the best. I thought Daredevil was like a thing. Like, you're a Daredevil. It is, but Daredevil is also a TV show and a superhero and a comic book. Oh, it's shit. actually a really good TV show. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Daredevil's blind, but he his senses are so you know quite a bit about it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but you know, and and so like that Daredevil's cool. Pun- the Punisher. Do you know who the Punisher is? Nope. I'm pretty sure the Punisher is Marvel. That's probably the dopest, most badass one. He basically is this guy. The the villain kills his whole family, and he just comes for revenge, and he wears like the skull on his chest, and he's just like ex military dude, just got all these dope guns, like he's he's a badass. But and that's a Netflix show too. Oh. Um, but I think that's Marvel as well. Marvel definitely has more. Like there's way more yeah. Marvel shit. Iron Man. Yeah. That's Marvel, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and same with what are those? What's movies? DC? Batman. DC is Batman. Um, Superman. Um. I mean, stuff like Arrow. You probably don't know Arrow. I think the Green Lantern is... This sounds weird, but the Green Lantern was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Does the, the Green Lantern go around on like a surfboard? Like a no, that's the Silver Surfer. Oh. I think that's DC as well. Really? Yeah. I don't know anything about comic books, but oh. I, I know every <laughs> superhero you're going to throw out there. The Green Lantern has a ring, and he like puts the ring out, and then the ring like gives him whatever he basically wants. Like, But... And the movie sucked. Ryan Reynolds was the guy, and I was like, oh, this is going to be dope because Ryan Reynolds is, is awesome, but yeah. it sucked. Um, what's the one Ryan Reynolds is in now? Uh, I don't know who that is. Ryan Reynolds? Except Van Wilder? I know girls talk about that name, but I don't. I can't picture him. <sighs> Ryan Reynolds, yeah, he's a ladies' man. What is what? He's a married to Blake Lively. Um, Don Saladino trains him. Oh, yeah. Um, you saying, oh, yeah, like... <laughs> He's been on the podcast multiple times. I talked with Don. Like, that's the only reason I said that. I thought you would have edited content from us. Um, Must have been a long time ago because I don't. God, what is the movie he's in? It's it's a newer, like, they just made number two. It's f- hilarious. It's actually one of the comic books that was, like, very crude humor. Deadpool? Deadpool. Oh. Deadpool might be DC The only Universe. reason I know that is because I heard Deadpool is crude humor. Yeah, it's Never fucking it, hilarious. Um. I saw the first scene and I turned it off. And they're like on a bridge or something. What? Yeah. yeah you're crazy, bro. I know. Um, Tell me something I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if else hasn't told me. Deadpool was made by the same people as. Is X-Men. that Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds did it. Oh. He did really well. Um, that's Ryan Reynolds on the right. Dope. Um, Deadpool is made by the same people as X Men, which I don't know who makes them. I don't think it's DC Universe, but but DC Universe has. I mean, have you heard of Arrow? Arrow is another good show. That's DC. But Batman. I mean, Batman. I know what Batman is. Batman's the best superhero. Yes, because he's the dark. Oh, he's the a dark real knight. Yeah, Dark Knight is one of them. That's a goat movie. Batman Begins is the old one, but that's a great one. Yeah. But Batman is a real human. He's just a dude. He yeah. doesn't have superpowers. What's his name? Uh, Bruce Harvey? Wayne. Oh, Bruce Wayne. Who's Harvey? Harvey is. Uh, he's in the movie too. I can't remember. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's in the the story. In Batman. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. I remember like Superman, Greenland, all these people have superpowers, you know? Yeah. Batman's just a dude with a lot of money and cool gadgets. He has superpower. He flies around with a cape. No, he has money and he buys cool shit. That's why in the movies, it's like a metal cape that he has like jetpacks on and shit. He doesn't have any powers. He's a normal dude that just puts on a suit and fights. He's trained. And jumps from building to building with a cape on. Yeah. 
I mean, he's an extraordinary person, but he's not. A, he doesn't have superpowers. Okay, but that's why he's cool. Is because like I could be Batman. Yeah, you know, like that's the feeling you get when you watch it. You would like Gotham. Have you ever seen that show? No, Gotham is had this dope, dude. Gotham yeah. is not about Batman. Gotham is about Gotham, the city the that city, Batman yeah. grew up in. Yeah. So Batman's a little kid in the show. So it's about all the villains and how they came up, and and it's sick, dude. You used to watch it at our house. Yeah, we live together. Really good show. All right. Anyway, yeah, DC for sure. Next one is for you only. Top <laughs> top three favorite books of twenty twenty. Travis, like I don't read. <laughs> um, top three books of twenty twenty. I don't know if that necessarily these books came out in 2020, but like what I read. Yeah. I think that's the question in 2020. Um, hmm. Let me pull up my audible. Cause I was more of an, I can tell you the dopest YouTube videos I watched <laughs> <laughs> or, or magazines. Um, I still have a subscription to sports illustrated. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. I love it. Oh, they even made that. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, business oh. digest. One for sure is tri- uh, Tribe by Sebastian Younger. Really good book about how Great. men and humans operate and why we need a tribe, why we need connection with other humans and stuff. Um, it's really, really good. Um, so what I mean, what, did that book have influence on changing in Taylor coaching method? Maybe. I just remember that video. More so like... The video we made, you said you want to make a tribe. That was more... There's another book called Tribes... Oh. And it's by Seth Godin. Mm. And that one is more about marketing. So it's more about like how do you create a tribe yes. to improve a movement. Okay. And that's what we're doing. We're yes. creating a tribe to to produce a movement to help yep. people, you know. Tribe on this is more about like uh oh yeah, I have that one right here too. Dope. Um Tribe is from uh, Sebastian Younger is more about he was a journalist for the army. So he actually stayed overseas in the camps and journaled like what he saw the army doing and it was about how men need collaboration and connection and relationships and stuff like that as like human species Mm -hmm. really really cool um so that was a good one um hmm. atomic habits was another one i read that in in 2020 right when the pandemic hit and that one is unbelievable um man speaking of discipline and stuff you would love that book what is it if you actually read (laughs) Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Listen to the audiobook. That's a good one. Mm. Um, I, re- I I listen to a lot of like personal development as a man books. Like the, the, looking at this, The Way of Men was a good one. Um, Tribe, The Man in the Mirror, 12 Rules for Life. Uh, These are the top three. I know. I'm just saying like that's a lot of what I was reading. So it's hard for me to say because all of them are great. Start With Why was a good one. Um Deep Work was another good one. It's hard for me to just say, when I read books, I don't really have like, ah, that's my favorite book. It's like, ah, that was one good idea from that book. Ah. You know, like I basically read. Aspects of. Yeah, you read a book and there's like one overarching lesson they're trying to give you. And I read until that lesson is like beaten into my head and then I stop reading it. So sometimes I read the whole book, sometimes I read half of it. But like once I get the point, I'm done. Move on to the next book. So it's kind of hard for me to answer that question, honestly. Yeah. Dude, I, not in a negative way, man, but I don't know what it is with, I don't, I think I don't like stories. Hmm. Like, I don't like reading, listening to audiobooks. I don't like watching movies. I don't like, like, I watch TV, I watch educational videos on YouTube, and I listen to podcasts. Weird. I don't like stories. Usually it's the opposite. Usually stories are what help people get through the information. Yeah, I, 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 it doesn't keep my attention, hmm. my interest. I'm like, dude, I can't. I physically will freak out. I can't. I hate it. 
What's the one I just said that you should read? Atomic. Atomic Habits, that's not a story. It isn't? No, it's 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 just facts about how to build habits. Dope. And your your word being discipline made me think of that. Like yeah. just all about how you build habits. Dope. All right. Uh you seem to go in airplane mode, bro. The Drewster the Drewster. Well, I guess you're on Wi Fi, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all good. The Drewster twelve. Best one episode character in Seinfeld. Mm, this is hard. <sighs> Best one character episode. At first I read that and was like, what does he mean? But then I, like there's so many guest characters in there. Um one I really liked was have you ever seen the show Blacklist? Uh dude, I saw I saw one episode at my grandpa's house one time. So Raymond Reddington is like the one he's kind of a good guy, kind of a bad guy. He was in an episode and it was just funny to see him with hair. <laughs> so like I kind of like that one. But most of the guys that I think of that I really like that were like one off characters that weren't in the main cast. They weren't just in one episode, you know, like like the soup guy. He's in multiple episodes. The soup guy. Um, what's, there's this one guy that's like obsessed with Jerry and he always wants to hang out with Jerry and he like cons Jerry into hanging out with him. That guy's hilarious, but he's in multiple. He kind of like resurfaces every once in a while, you know. Um, the dentist is another funny one because it's uh, the guy from Breaking Bad. You've seen that show, right? Or Malcolm in the Middle. Remember that show? The dad from Malcolm in the Middle. He was in Breaking Bad, too. I can't remember his name, but he's in one of them. Yeah, that's hard. I'm going to have to like, think about that one. I'll come back to it on the next episode. Damn. Because that's so hard. One episode character. No, you can't do that because we won't remember. No, we won't. I probably won't ever answer it again. But <laughs> he, oh, maybe I'll answer it on my Say Instagram. The soup guy. Well, the soup guy's in so many episodes. Okay, well, that's the hard part. Then the, the West Wing guy. West Wing. Or whatever that show is. That Blacklist. You, Blacklist. Yeah, there you go. We'll go with that. That guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one comes from the average Doug. Favorite favorite character on Seinfeld. What in the world? We got like three Seinfeld. Dude, I got a funny, kind of a funny story. It's not that funny, but it's kind of funny. Well, New Year's Eve when we hung out. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm telling them. Uh, when I put Seinfeld on? <laughs> we're just chilling there, like waiting, just having what were uh, we waiting for? snacks or whatever. I don't know. Oh, Shannon was oh, putting Blake Blakely. in bed. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, dude, let's just put something on TV. And he's like, all right. Dink. Seinfeld. <laughs> and Shannon comes out. Did you really put Seinfeld on? He's like, dude, he said he didn't care. <laughs> Wanted to laugh. Yeah. Dude, that's like every Your time. Your go-to. It's my go-to, man. Like You're a family guy. Every time. Uh, well, I would watch Family Guy, but Shannon she just doesn't find Family Guy that funny. Yeah, Joseph's neither. So. I, I personally like Seinfeld oh. way better than Family Guy. Wow. I used to like Family Guy when I was a kid. So kid? Kid? Yeah, when I was younger. I still am a kid. I, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Seinfeld is just fucking hilarious. Who's your favorite it. character? Uh, George. George. Yeah. George is fucking hilarious. You'd be George if anybody oh, was yeah. George. That's what my dad told me too. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and my me and my brother. Uh, I've gotten some very offensive character listings for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say this on the podcast, but Squeaks from Basketball. This I don't little, like, that. nerdy kid. That, like, oh, God. Yeah. His name's Squeaks. Yeah. Jesus. It says a lot. It's fucked up. Me and my brother and dad are in a group text, and we had an argument about who would be who on Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Because <laughs> nice. me and Vinny were arguing. Vinny was like, I'm Jerry. I was like, you're definitely not fucking Jerry. I'm Jerry. Yeah. And he was like, no, you're not Jerry. Who did he say? And then I, I said he was uh, Elaine because of the way he complains. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, my dad was... Uh, my dad, everybody was saying they're Jerry. No, I'm Jerry. No, I'm Jerry. But my dad, I think we said, was George's dad. <laughs> George and his dad are fucking hilarious. 
George's dad is Ben Stiller's dad in real life. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he passed away just recently, actually. Wow. But, yeah. And that character is hilarious. All right, so George is yours. All right. Dude, what in the world? Next one is from BTW770. It says, favorite, favorite Seinfeld episode and your least favorite Seinfeld episode. I, I can't name my least favorite. I thought about that. Like, I really... There's there, so many of them. There's so many of them. And it's like... So many least favorites? Some of them are like... Not my favorites, yeah. But I don't not like them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, Favorite though, so even harder. One of my favorites is very uh, not politically correct in today's world, so I won't even say that one. I don't even know how to explain it. Then don't. But like he starts out the beginning of the podcast or the beginning of the episode saying everybody gets too offended nowadays, and he just goes like everything accidentally happens to him, but it's hilarious. Um, but I can't remember what that episode's called. Um, Man Hands is always my go-to, though. Have you seen that one, at least? I've never seen Seinfeld. I've seen the uh, Wallet episode, but I don't even The Wallet it. one's funny, CJ. Yeah. Um, the the Man Hand ones, he goes on a date with a girl. Oh. And they go get... Uh, and he was like, I don't know. She's beautiful, but her hands are so big. And, like, <laughs> he'll be, like, talking to her, and then it zooms in on her hands, and they're just, like... They're actually, like, a man's. Like, literally, they yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. a guy yeah. stepping, you know? <laughs> And then he's eating crab at a restaurant. She's like, oh, he's like trying to get the crab cracker to work. She's like, oh, let me help you. And then you just see these man hands come <laughs> over and just like break the crab. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. So I'll go with man hands for All sure. All right. The wallet one's funny too, but. I used yeah. to, in high school, I used to have a wallet. that just had credit, or not even credit cards, just like gift cards and stupid shit and flowing out of my wallet and so much cash. And all like fucking fifteen one dollar bills. Yeah. And uh, my dad's like, dude, you're like George. <laughs> George's wallet. Yeah. It's always flooding and falling out, of his, and it's bulging out of his back pocket. There's a lot of good episodes where it's it's basically just like ragging on George or like something bad happens to George. Yeah. But it's hilarious. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, were you gonna make that announcement? What announcement? What's coming up? Mentorship? Yeah. Uh, by the time this podcast goes out, it's already done. It's already launched. Oh, That's shit. why I was asking if it was going to go out this week. Oh, I think we announced it on last I think week. so, too. Okay. Yeah, so those of you who signed up for the mentorship, yeah. shout out to you. Nope. Pumped to get you started. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this and the mentorship did not sell out max capacity, then there will be a link in the show notes. And you can jump into it, but I highly doubt that'll happen because last time it sold out in a couple days. Cool. So I'm pumped to get those people started. All right. Cool, guys. Talk to you next week.